You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's Joel from the Editing Bay with a quick intro before this week's episode. Uh, as you'll note, this is not the aforementioned Twilight episode that we uh, teased last week. Joe and I had a little bit of a, a scheduling conflict uh, that made us had to, had to push that recording until next week. But we didn't want to leave you without an episode. Uh, and this is one that we had mentioned a couple of episodes back, I believe during our Super Mario Brothers episode when we are talking video games. Uh, because this is an episode from our very first season. I believe this is episode number four uh, in the Editing Bay canon. And you'll notice uh, when you listen to it that you're going to hear some extra voices. That's because we had uh, the folks from 8-Bit Gladiators, which was our sister podcast about video games at the time, uh, join us for a little Street Fighter talk. We figured since we're uh, talking about the movie, we might as well get some video game talk in there as well. So you'll hear the voices of uh, John and Jay and Jason and basically anybody with a name that starts with Jay. Uh, and even a little bit of uh, John's wife, Lauren, uh, chiming in there. And we had a lot of fun with that one, and we figured since it was from our first season, a lot of our newer listeners um, who cannot go back and listen to the first 100 episodes uh, might enjoy hearing uh, the genesis of the Editing Bay podcast. So we hope you enjoy. We will be back next week with our Twilight episode. But until then, enjoy this rerun of our Street Fighter episode from 2014. <laughs> I was quoting. Yes, that was Bill O'Reilly. Quoting Bill O'Reilly. Thank you. Oh, you do a good Bill O'Reilly. Do I? <laughs> yeah, you Fuck you. You don't look anything like him. I, tell you, I take that as an insult. <laughs> Although, if my parents are listening, I love Bill do O'Reilly. Parents, seriously, do you think your parents listen? Do they listen to the podcast? I have specifically told them not to. It's all over my... Like, we, we had a conversation. So you think like, maybe they might accidentally stumble across the I, Next Wave I Radio Network? I think they might listen. Oh, no, there's no accident, because they saw it on my Facebook You know, when, when we first launched the edit oh, yeah, And I was right. like, hey, check out my new podcast. And then my mom likes it. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's kind of NSFW, except <laughs> yeah. you know what that is, but it's no, kind of R-rated, Ma. She's like, wow, She's is like, that okay. the show with uh, with Chris Maloney <laughs> about all the sex crimes? <laughs> NSFW? That's a stretch. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so I, this is usually where I say this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network, but it's not. We're kind of doing something different tonight. The editing gladiators? The 8-bit bay? The 8-bit bay. So it's kind of the 8-bit the gladiators. Meets the editing bay. Yes. So how the hell do we introduce ourselves? I like to think versus, not meets. So it's versus. Like so, oh, like, but I'm on both sides. I know. You're and on your own. Honestly, You're already a traitor. Honestly, for the past month, it's been like Joe and Joel radio network. <laughs> we've, we've done like almost every podcast. Together. I have no life outside of my girlfriends <laughs> and work. So I'm going to do it like this. Uh, on this side, I'm going to say, hey, it's the editing bay. We are your editing baiters. My name is Joe. I'm Joel. And uh, we're here to talk about crazy movies. And then... Hey, it's the Big Gladiators on the Next Wave Radio Network. I'm Joe. I'm Joel. I'm John. I'm Jason. I'm Jay. He's always late. Yay. Always comes in late. It's going to space. He's, he's calling from Oregon. Give it a millisecond. So uh, Joe needs to like do a Jekyll and Hyde type transformation, so you know which one he is. At the right. Moment. I have That's no right. idea what to do. I have no idea how to do that. No, um, you'll be like uh, in Spider Man. You'll be uh, what's his name? <laughs> be Emo? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe from Spider Man. Peter, it's really nice. I am the Goblin. Um, <laughs> that was fun. So uh, Joel and I were talking about the the movie that we watched this week. Yes. That it we we. Saw Street Fighter, the Van Damme movie yeah. Street Fighter with Raul Julia, uh, and thought, <laughs> wow, I, I don't have a fucking thing to talk about on 8-Bit Gladiators this week, so how about we just turn it into a crossover episode so we can kind of talk about, you know, our memories of that movie, 
Uh, but then also talk about some video game news and stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off with this. This film that came out when in 94? Came out in 1994. Uh, just a little background. Um, it has 3.4 stars on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, 3.4 out of how many? Out of 10. Okay, out of 10. Not out I thought of maybe it was out of 5. No, no. Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, we were looking up the budget. It cost $35 million to make uh, and wow. took home uh, just under $100 million. So it was That's successful at the box yeah. office. So Amazingly much, enough. So Be- better than most of the movies that have come out in the past several months, I believe. Yeah, you, it's, uh, you it's might made be right. money. Yeah, yeah it's, a- it's actually made some money. Although, to give it comparison, a year later, 1995, Mortal Kombat came out, made it for $18 million, and it made like $150 million. Oh, well, <laughs> so they're, they're, the yeah. margins were much better. Lauren Shaking your head over here. In all fairness, a big in, in all fairness that's good. That's good to describe what's going on <laughs> off the off the mic. Uh, <laughs> Jeff is also typing. <laughs> Jeff's in the other room. I've got all your visuals right what, here. What am I doing? What am I doing, Joel? Joe is uh, making kissy faces towards me. <laughs> God damn Joe. it, Joe! <laughs> Put your hand away. Okay, something, something so phallic over there. I don't it know. Clearly, clearly, Mortal Kombat was a better film than Street Fighter. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> it had a no better way. soundtrack. What sure. you thought? That, wait, you thought Street Fighter was a better movie than Mortal Kombat? Abs- well, they're both a mess. You were about like, to say I'm, absolutely, like without hesitation. Uh, well, to be fair, I just saw Street Fighter less than 24 hours ago for the second time, <laughs> and Mortal Kombat I haven't seen since it came out in theaters. Holy shit. So, uh, but I just remember Wait, being so did you see Mortal Kombat in yeah. theaters? Wow. I saw both of these yeah. in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw Street That's Fighter. Awesome. I'm trying really hard not to make an old joke. I was here. about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we <laughs> promised not to ride I had expendable <laughs> income, and but I could get into such R-rated films. a great films. setup. No, this has nothing to do with age. Just the fact that you paid money to go see it in the theaters. The dollar theater, to be fair. Okay, I paid. I paid full. Price. I paid full <laughs> price as well. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Like, yeah, to be fair, full price back then was only like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. five twenty-five. True. Yeah. That's with yeah. popcorn at uh-huh. the Vista Ridge. But it was <laughs> actually Jay. I think I got us in for free. <laughs> the seats are you sticky. You probably did. I was working yeah. at the theater at the time. <laughs> this podcast yeah. sponsored by Joe's Childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but but speaking of childhoods, both of these movies were very important to me because I knew of the franchises before they made films of them. Uh, we were talking briefly about Street Fighter Two. Like that was a seminal moment in my life. Uh, that game came out in I think 1992 mm. at a time when like arcades were dying. Like you could go to a mall. At any point in uh, the late 80s, and there was a Tilt or a Midway oh, or yeah. some place to play video games, and yeah, that was where you went. Yeah. Um, and by the time the 90s came around, like, you know, the Nintendo was kicking ass at home. Nobody was going to arcades anymore. Um, and then along comes Street Fighter II and just totally kind of revolutionizes. Revolutionizes? Uh, yeah, no, it revolutionizes. That didn't I, sound I, right <laughs> coming out of my mouth. <laughs> revolutionizes, like, the arcade experience. It went from being, I'm going to play Ms. Pac-Man by myself for a quarter to... I'm going to, like, beat up my friend virtually in this arcade game. You're going head-to-head, man. And if I recall, like, it was 50 cents. Like, that wasn't... Uh, the, uh, yeah, well, uh, I think it was the special editions that were that were the 50 cents. You might be uh, you might be right. Yeah. I remember going to some arcades and having to plop down 50 oh, cents. Yeah. I think it just kind of d- depended on the arcade. That yeah, they, I was going to say most, yeah. most of my Street Fighter was done in a gas station. So, nice. I mean, okay, it's, it's is that a euphemism like we're talking about? God damn it. You keep beating me to that shit. Sorry. You got to jump God. in. God. It was, it's, it's, sorry, I'm trying to be polite. It's like Bathroom Street Fighter. You know? <laughs> I still played Bathroom Street Fighter. <laughs> bathroom Street Fighter. <laughs> 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 no, I do it. 
<laughs> so when Joel when Joel said that he still he wanted to watch Street Fighter uh, for the editing bay, uh, I thought at first he meant the Sonny Chiba movie Street Fighter, no. the Kung Fu movie. Uh, but no, the no, he, one that has more than three point four stars on IMDb. right. The Sonny Chiba. Well, Sonny Chiba had three. If you're uh, familiar with the the screenplay of True Romance, they even talk about it. Then uh, their Street Fighter, Sister of the Street Fighter, and Return of the Street Fighter. <laughs> Uh, and it's the film that he's watching in the movie theater at the very beginning when Patricia Arquette comes in. Uh, but no, he was talking about this one. <laughs> also not to be confused for the, the Street one. Fighter 2 animated movie. No, which is actually not bad. Yeah, that's actually it's a good yeah, flick. Yeah. It looks great. It's well Better produced. production values. Very well, much so, yeah. The story, even, even being a translated anime, the story is way more cohesive than what's going on in this live-action Van Damme film. To be fair, um, it's di- – I mean, like, okay, the screenwriter – so I'm watching it again, and I'm thinking to myself, if I'm the screenwriter, if I've been given this task, hey, here's a movie that we have to make about video games. As history shows, like that's always a fail. I've, had the Mario Brothers movie come out by this point? Oh yeah, I think, Mario, oh, yeah. I think the Mario yeah. Brothers movie was like so one of that the first. set the bar super low for video <laughs> game movies. Like I remember, just to get off on that for a second, I remember going into theaters at, like not knowing what to expect. And sure enough, I don't think the screenwriters knew what to expect <laughs> of the Mario no. Brothers movie. It was a fucking mess. Dennis Hopper didn't even look. All right, I'm, I'm getting. Do you, do you hear, did, have you heard the stories like Anthony? Uh, what's his name? Not Dennis Anthony Hopper. Hopper. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, he was uh, in Roger Rabbit. Yeah, uh, Anthony. Ho- uh, not Hopkins. No, 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 no. Hoskins. Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Jesus Christ! It's good team it effort, took, everybody. It took four of us to figure that out. Bob Hoskins claims it's the worst movie experience he ever had. It was the worst experience well, he yes. ever had working on a film. Let's talk about this, the story to Street Fighter. Let's what, talk, what what is going on in this film? That's a great question. Well, the problem is okay. So again, going back to the screenwriters have this this insurmountable task, which is. There's 12 characters in this game. Uh, they all have to make an appearance. Every little side character has to make an appearance. It's got to be a 90-minute movie because you know we're marketing it to kids with low attention spans. Uh, <laughs> here you go. Have at it. And they all kind of have to have their, their moments. Um, so what do you do with that? Uh, well, what they didn't you do spend was- spend an hour doing nothing. nothing. Just yeah, spinning exposition. your wheels doing nothing. You're absolutely right. They that, totally that- changed the backstory of most of the characters- uh, I would almost say all of the characters, with the exception maybe of M. Bison, uh-huh. who is just supposed to be this evil overlord trying to take over the world. There's not much backstory to him to begin with. Exactly. No, there there really isn't. The, the most uh, the most backstory you get, the most character development you get out of him is like there's this scene with him and Chun-Li. And now, I mean, this is near like the the second half, almost the, the, the last third of the movie yeah. uh, where he actually kind of talks about when he invaded her town or whatever. But even before that, before we even get to that, as he's trying we to seduce her, try to describe, we're going to get back to that. We need to try to describe what the fuck the story is to this movie. So there's like a war going on in a country called Shadaloo. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even try hard on that one, yeah. did we? Nope. Yeah. No, so there's. A, and in the game, Shadaloo was like the, the organization. Shadaloo? Shadaloo. With a D. No, no. With a D. So, uh, I'm so, never going to be invited so there's, back. There's no, you're not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a war going on in Shadaloo, uh, and and so there's the, like a United Nations army, I guess, and it's led by Colonel Guile, played by American. They make a deal that he is an American. He's got an American flag yeah. tattooed on his arm. Well, to be fair, they're basing that off the character. But if you're yeah. gonna, right. if, but if, he can't. Speak 
speak English, <laughs> a lick of a decent English accent. And every time he does, it's like expletive after. Like it's a PG thirteen movie, uh-huh. and like the first five minutes, he's just like. You son of a bitch! I'm going to kill. I can't do John Glenn. <laughs> oh no, that's, 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 that's his, his classic dialogue. His classic. Uh, but it's monologue just like I'm going to take this phone and stick it up your ass. <laughs> he and doesn't pull say the that. Trigger till it goes click. <laughs> oh my god! That's the big Lebowski. I may be. <laughs> I may be mincing words. So, so there's there's a war going on in Shadaloo, yes. and and uh, General M Bison has taken a bunch of people prisoner, and so Van Dam, Colonel Guile, and like Cammy. And a couple other people, they've just you know they're they're heading up this this battalion who are getting ready to invade Shadaloo. Yeah, uh, you know they, they've taken Van Dam's friend Charlie hostage. <laughs> yeah, damn it! You it, <laughs> and you know they're really good friends because when <laughs> Van Dam is on screen and he's talking shit to General M Bison, he's like he takes the mic and he's like Charlie. Charlie, you hear me? I'm coming for you. Hang in there. I'm coming. Hang in there, Charlie. Like he he assumes that this guy's watching TV. Like he's got him on speakerphone. Place, right? Yeah. But the fact that like he all he did just now is put his friend in more danger yeah. by saying, Hey dude, I'm coming to get I'm you. I'm coming to get you. I know you're a prisoner. I'm coming to get you. Way to put a target on your friend's head, asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh so in order to find Oh my god, it's the most convoluted story. So so Ken and, uh, is it Ryu or Ryu? How do we pronounce this? Well, it's pronounced both ways in the movie. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to go with the way it was bandied around in arcades, which is Ryu. Okay. Yeah. So, so Ken and Ryu are like arms dealers? Yeah, the worst <laughs> arms dealers ever. <laughs> I thought they were supposed to be good guys. <laughs> they kind they of are. are. They're in that shadowy area. It's, they're in that shadowy area. We're, we're 50 dealing shades arms for good. <laughs> they're, they're raising money for but the, the starving children. But John, they're not even <laughs> selling arms. They're selling water guns. Yeah, that like no, no, they're like ping ball or like they shoot tennis balls. Oh, they shoot tennis balls. Yeah. Like, nobody tested these fucking things out before, like, they made the big deal? I think this was their first big deal that they made. Like, they're they're trying their hat at uh, gun running. <laughs> How do they think that this is going to turn out? Well, again, I've, again, put yourself in the in the place of the script writer, and you've got these 12 characters, and... If you if you look at it, if you really go back and and see how they all come together at the end, not a bad job tying these because what they look, did was they broke. I know I'm being an apologist now. You really are. This is my idea. It's embarrassing to me right now <laughs> that you are apologizing for this movie as much as you are. I mean, take a movie like Gladiator. Gladiator isn't too different than what you could have done with this movie. Where you've got this guy because if you ask me, I'm about to make a Street Fighter movie. Who's the protagonist? Ryu, he's, I mean, from every game that you've played, he's the protagonist. He's always, Mm -hmm. he's the good guy. He's the one that you always think of. He's kind of the face of the franchise. I don't know how they went with, like, we're going to go guile on this. It's the American flag. Is that what it is? And that's their problem. And one of my biggest beefs with a movie based on Street Fighter, it's called Street Fighter. You only have to have two things in this movie. (laughs) You got to have streets (laughs) and fighting, right? And you got to have fighting. So let's make a war movie, right? <laughs> yeah. and it's, like, why, why even decide to go? Like, I, I really wanted it to be like smaller and intimate, and we're gonna find all these characters and and make it how the video game was. Like, it's a championship. It's uh-huh. a worldwide. It's called Street Fighter World Champions. We've right? seen mm-hmm. movies like this before that have succeeded for the most part. Have we? Oh yes, no, we've seen. Damn, had a movie before. Yeah, like that. Lionheart. Yeah. yeah, I think he thinks he was making Lionheart Part Two during this movie as well. <laughs> that so or, the, um, 
Uh, Bloodsport. Yeah, Blood, uh, Bloodsport, yeah, yeah, even yeah. Kumite. Yeah, They've made convincing stories like this before where someone enters a tournament and then they do some fighting. And I get you want to bring your heroes together and have them work together to do stuff, but it, it fails here. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck casts Kylie Minogue? She's awful. As as a kung fu fighter, though she looks great in the costume, yeah. she's <laughs> she's useless. And that describes just about everybody. They This movie is so horribly miscast. And I'm not saying that Van Damme... Okay. No, you can. Or, or Raul Julia isn't even an exception. He's the best one. This is his final movie, which I, I think is r- really, really sad. When I found that out and I had watched the movie for the first time, I was like, "That's that's this is upsetting." That's how he went out. In fact, you know, for somebody that was as an ac- as accomplished as he was. And as good as an actor as he was, this this is how he goes out. Yeah. And, and he was coming right on the heels of the Adams Family movies yeah. too. So like he's a household name, or at least people knew who he was. Recognized well, uh, even his face before now. that, everybody I, I, needs a paycheck. Between between those two, I think he well, even did a movie called The Milagro Beanfield War. That yeah, which Oscar was winning, wasn't amazing. It? Or, yeah, or nominated anyway. I think well, it was Emmy nominated. I think it was a cable movie. And Jason, you you talk about like paycheck, but actually I was reading on it. He did it. He's got two kids, and he said he did it for his kids. His oh, kids really? really wanted him to take the role. That's uh, so I can admire what? that. No 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 no. no. No, 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 no. I will pull up the Wikipedia page <laughs> no, and show no, I'm you. I'm not saying that I disagree. What okay. I'm saying is I think we give actors too much of a pass on this. I did the movie for my kids. Yeah. That's no excuse. You know, you see really quality movies that are still aimed at kids. Oh, That's yeah. great. That's fine. But, you know, you, you look at these movies that like The Rock. I'm making these movies for my kids. The Tooth Fairy. Really? really? Like, that's the movie that you decide you're going to make for your kids or the game plan with these just total, like, uh, it, it just, you throw, just throw everything into the, into the, into the grater, into the mixer. Okay, we've got our formula for a family movie. It, it's not too hard to do something a little more thoughtful. Uh, yeah. You know, you, in, instead, you get the pacifier. You get Vin Diesel doing <laughs> Oh, the my pacifier. God. You get Raul Julia doing Street Fighter. Yeah. You know, I feel like Raul Julia is enough of a talent that he could read a script and discern, like, mm, no. maybe this isn't the smartest move for me. Although, I, I will give him this. He actually, he's the one actor in this movie uh, who kind of recognizes what the movie was trying to that be. That's kind of a cartoon. It was, yeah, it was very campy. And if you mm-hmm. go back and watch his role, he looks like he's having fun. Poor guy was suffering through stomach cancer throughout the entire shooting of this yeah. film. Died shortly thereafter, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of really eating it up. And even the, I mean, he's got a line where he says, game over. But he's just like, game over. Like, he sells it. Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love this he guy. He totally hams it up. But that's the only part of the movie. It's It felt like... Where they played up the cheese that it turned yep. into like Batman sixty six. That's that yes. like you know he's go he goes into his office and he's got like a, a smoking jacket with like the with with the, the M Bison logo on it <laughs> and like you looking at Bison Land or whatever the hell it was called uh, a Bisonopolis Bisonopolis please and, show and some like, respect and if if the whole movie carried that tone yeah it would have been fine but that tone gets lost they get confused. Yeah. Of what they're trying to do with it. Again, I need to come back to they're they're at war. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this whole battalion thing. They're at war, and and there's this staged prison breakout because Ken and Ryu get caught uh, because they're trying to sell arms to Sagat and Vega and Vega. Okay, <laughs> who I, w- I would mention is probably the only actor who looks like. The video game character. I think uh-huh. Wes Studi kind of looks like Sagat. Uh, he, I'll give okay. him a little bit of that. He was good, but isn't he like American Indian? Yes, Wes he Studi? is. He is. And meanwhile, Sagat was supposed to be like <laughs> Thailand or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Vegas, meanwhile, from Spain. Spain. Why he's in Shadow? Where is Shadowloo? 
Well, it's a fictional. Uh, obviously, do we know, they made but it do up. we know where it is? Yeah. Where is Shadaloo? North Korea. Wasn't it uh, supposed to be an island out in the Atlantic? I think they do show a map at a certain point, uh, but I couldn't. I failed geography as a child, wow. so I couldn't. I don't tell know. You the that. map might have been based on something from the 14th century. That could be true. Now this is it's this, the same map as Game of Thrones. Either that or before the plates <laughs> shifted. This is one of those it's movies. Pangea. That, oh my god! <laughs> go ahead. You can no. You guys. Go no, on. Joe. Go I will on. allow you to go talk. Guys, no. Please go ahead. All right, everyone, stop. Joe has something to say. <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to progress the conversation. <laughs> Let's go. Instead of sitting here focusing on what was all the continents, there's Pangea. <laughs> Pangea happened because all the – we're talking right. about Street Fighter here, goddammit. So, uh, <laughs> I love when Joe gets worked up. It's a two-for-one. We're just cramming two I podcasts. I know, but it's, we haven't gone anywhere yet. <laughs> all right, let's, let's get this train back on the track, folks. So, so, uh, so – the movie, you can't tell me, you can't sit there and tell me that you enjoyed this when you went to see it. This is one of the few times, I think Jay and I saw it with his family. In theaters? In theaters. We saw this yeah. in the theater. And even when we walked out, oh yeah, I knew what we had just seen was horrible. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. was pretty disappointing at the time, especially because it's like, all you again, all you wanted to see as a fan of Street Fighter were these characters personified by, by humans in a mm-hmm. real world. 2D ass kicking. Kicking That's ass. That's what we wanted to see. One 2D on ass kicking exactly. on a big screen. I'm with you on that, Jason. <laughs> I'm with Jason on that. Jay, what were your thoughts when you came out of that theater with, with Joe? Uh, it, it was a little bit uh, along the lines of Mario Brothers, Oof. where it was just kind of like, why? What, what just happened? Why did I just watch this? Um... I, and I was going to say, you know, you were talking about you want to see the fighting. You want to see the characters on the screen just fighting it up. I think that's why Mortal Kombat works so much better mm-hmm. because it's actually what the game was about for the most part. Maybe they learned some lessons from yeah. this movie. Huh? And, and I'll, I'll yeah. tell you this. It's not that Mortal Kombat's without its flaws because it has plenty oh, no. of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got Christopher Lambert playing like the Japanese and god of Japanese thunder. God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Quickly, who would, who would win in a fight? Christopher Lambert, Lambert's Raiden or Raul Julia's M. Bison? Uh, I'd have to go with Raul Julia's M. Bison. I, think so. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I might, he can fly. I might stick with the Highlander. <laughs> I mean, really. But he's not the Highlander. Oh, okay. my gosh. A- answer me this, just out of curiosity. How many actual, like, martial arts, you know, one-on-one fight sequences did Street Fighter hack actually have? They saved them all for the third act, unfortunately. Um, oh, why? I, exactly. Well, that was the only no. way the story. And everybody got paired off. In, yeah. in yeah. like a weird pairing. Or it you was get like, this guy and I'll get this guy. Uh-huh. There was the Ken Ryu Sagat uh Vega matchup. Yeah. And that was only four Okay, so Ken but wait a minute, then even they split up. And like was Ken fighting Ken Vega? Fights Sag- or was he fighting God. Sagat? Yeah. And they made Ryu fight Vega? I think so. That's lame. <laughs> what <Yeah>. a lame <laughs> fight. But you know what I love about it though? That that third act is when they took their opportunity and they had all of the characters do their signature move from the video game. Uh-huh. So Vega's doing that like roll and slash. Hey. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ken even does like a Hadouken and uh, I think Ryu at one point even kind of like does the hand signal of the what do you call it, where he shoots oh, yeah. the fireball. And and a little bit of light pops up. You see a yeah. little bit yeah, of yeah, the yeah, light yeah. pop up. Uh, Everybody gets their moment. And then he Honda. falls over and blood starts shooting. <laughs> <in his> nose. <laughs> uh, e Honda fought Zangief. And he does his, and his many hands. He does the many slap. hands, but they did the whole Godzilla thing on the model of Bisonopolis. Mm. That was pretty bad. It was horrible. <laughs> it, it was horrible. There's no pretty bad. It was horrible. They they threw in <laughs> they threw in characters so like just haphazardly, and you didn't care about them. Like DJ. Oh, it's DJ. Look, it's 
who cares? No one cares. E Honda and Balrog were like the camera crew for Chun Li. (laughs) Why do all these people have to know each other? I know. To begin with, they don't. But again, if you've got a movie where you have twelve characters, how do you how do you get around it? Well, let's break them off into three. Well, thank you, and you brought up a good point. The fact that they had Cammy and and DJ. No, that wasn't in the original. Yeah. Stick with the original eight. Forget all the Super Street Fighter or whatever right. the expanded universe. Fuck, you want to make a sequel someday? Hey, great. Roll and them out for that. Don't blow your load in the first movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, Mom. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, the, the character of Charlie, uh, Bison finds out who Charlie is and ends up having him, like, experimented on. Yeah. By Dr. Dalsam. Yes. That like, again. Who gets the short end of the stick in this everybody, movie? Everybody already knows each other in the course of this movie. Yeah, it's like the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. Uh, the prequel universe. Dalsam is played by the gentleman who was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, uh, uh, who is like the the guy who works at Pencott Palace for the, the, the young king. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we have no problems here, Dr. Jones. I don't know why. Like, I, can't, I can't even do his voice. But that's, that's the only other movie I've ever seen this dude in. Again, casting on this was just across the board. You say that, though. Uh, the fact, and I was doing a little research. So the the director slash writer Stephen D'Souza, I believe, is what his name is. Uh-huh. He deferred his salary. He didn't get paid to make this movie so that he could afford to cast everybody that he wanted to cast. So he he, he made he sacrifices. Failed. Wait, so he, he picked this like ragtag group of people? He that did. Didn't I, really fit. I, I'm pretty sure that twenty wow. million went to Jean Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue got like you know. Uh, a yeah. bottle of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely nicely said. Oh, nice. Oh, a little Moulin Rouge reference there, everybody. <laughs> so wh- where do we go from here, movie-wise, story-wise? Where, where do we go? What do we, do, what do we tell our listeners right now about what's going on in this film? Uh, well, at what point are we? Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Ken and Ryu have kind of they've done this subterfuge to ingratiate themselves with Sagat with and Sagat. Vega. And they because get- he's in with M. Bison. Let me and take they, a get, they get caught, and then they all go to prison. <laughs> yeah, they yes. all go to the UN prison. That's right. And Van Damme gets this plan that, like, he he fakes or he stages a prison break. Yeah. And in the middle of the prison break, he gets shot. Stages his own death. He stages his own death, and like <laughs> as Chun Li is investigating, mm-hmm. like she goes into this warehouse where he's laying on a slab under a sheet. Yeah. And like this is. A day later, <laughs> and he's under a sheet on a slab, and she comes in, and he like sneaks up on her or whatever, and re- reveals that he's alive. He's method. That means, dude, he's been laying on this slab for a day and a half. <laughs> I'm sure, maybe That's he, commitment. Yeah, <laughs> he probably went home for the night and then came back and laid Do down you, on the slab, uh, but had a smoke break, <laughs> racing around the morgue. <laughs> this is Going the most. Boo. It's the most convoluted plan. Working on his form. Yeah. <laughs> it's best not to think about these things. So he wakes. He he gets up and re- reveals that he's around. Mm-hmm. That he's alive. Chun Li's happy. And Chun Li's happy. Well, but then he goes. He I guess he put a tracker on the van that they took to escape. Yeah, Chun Li did that. And oh, okay. So then she tracks them. And then poses as like a stripper or a dancer or something. Yeah, they were like in a circus. It was like her and Balrog and E Honda. Let's see how we can get her clothes off. That's that's what. That's that exactly was. what it is. But there's like they're they're journalists by day, uh, circus performers by night, I guess. Uh-huh. And so um, yeah, that's how they're. <laughs> what? It's just so, like you know the average <laughs> Joe, like everybody on the ten o'clock <laughs> yeah. news. That's right. So what was Van Damme's plan to fake his own death? Like what was the end game there? Um, 
Well, that's a good that's a good question. <laughs> I just saw this movie twelve hours ago. <laughs> like, it was dramatic was he, tension. He was trying to lull Bison into a false sense of security. I think that's what it was. Catch him the element of surprise. Yeah. Okay, because he's got to go back for his friend Charlie, <laughs> who he put a target on in Act One. Uh, apparently, so that makes him into like the big bad hero. Guile's dead, so there's no possible way that Bison can go down now. Yeah, there's not a whole army of people coming after it's, it's him. It's just well, one guy. Well, and that, and even then, um, <laughs> when when Guile reveals that he's still alive, uh, that's when like the UN decides they don't want to invade Shadaloo. They're going to just pay off Bison's ransom demands. <laughs> that actually happens before. That's kind of one of my favorite scenes where somebody from uh, yeah the UN shows up and says, "Oh, we, we've got orders. You know, we're not going through with the invasion." <laughs> Uh-huh. And so basically, Jean-Claude Van Damme just dis- disobeys a direct order. <laughs> direct order. And he's like, I don't care what these guys say. We're going in no, for Charlie. No, 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 no. Is he French now? I think I think the way oui. the way it goes is, <laughs> troopers, we've been handed new orders. That's what it is. Oh, my God. Why do you know this? The war has been canceled. <laughs> Bison is going to get paid for his crimes. Holy shit. But we can go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace and justice... They get laid by the side. He's not reading off of anything. <laughs> no. But we nope. <laughs> can go home. And this is verbatim. Our friends <laughs> oh, Jesus. will have come here and died. Died for nothing. But did, we can go home. Did they really try to give him <laughs> But I'll tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go home. <laughs> I'm going to get to my boat and go up that river and kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard <laughs> that, <laughs> that the next bison wannabe. He's going to feel it. Wow. Now, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? <laughs> bravo. Bravo. Oscar. Oscar. Wow. You were nice. practicing that all night. Right? <laughs> I, I don't no. think I've forgotten that since no, the first time I saw it. That's, oh, my gosh. That's, that's really good. Yep, that's pretty much how it goes He's down. He's done that for years. <laughs> oh, Jay can attest. This is not the first time Jay has heard this recital. Because I've been borderline thinking, I'm going to use that as like an audition monologue someday. That'd be great. Uh-huh. That would. It, it doesn't last. A, it, it usually audition monologues are like two minutes. <laughs> that one's 30 seconds if I really stretch Thank it. Thank you. We've seen enough. But that <laughs> is that is Van Damme's big moment. That is his big dramatic moment, his big monologue. It's his Independence Day moment. Yes. And and that's what gets the crowd all fired up that everyone's going to disobey direct orders. Yeah. And just go invade a country. That's how it works. That's all it yeah. takes. And when you're 13 years old, you're, you don't know how these Let's these all go get killed or, or, or court-martialed. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or both. But so so they, he gets in the – and this is like the most exciting thing that happens in a movie called Street Fighter. Yeah. He, Again, no streets he and gets, no fighting yet. He gets in a boat <laughs> and starts floating around landmines. Well, I can help clear up a little bit of the confusion here because in my, my research – uh, they wanted uh, they wanted this to be an air attack. Like in the original script, this was going to be him flying a badass jet and and taking down. It was going to be a fleet of of fighters. Oh wow! Couldn't uh, afford the jet. No, not the, they couldn't afford. They couldn't get air clearance from Thailand where they shot. Really? <laughs> so they were like, uh, we don't want you Americans flying your aircraft. We, <laughs> we think this is like a uh, an Argo situation where <laughs> you're just pretending like you're making this movie, but you're actually going to attack us and take us over. So uh, we'll give you this river here where you can uh, ride your boats up and down. So Damn, that's what they, they did. Found us uh, out a creek. <laughs> well, so you, maybe that's what happened. That'd be great if that was the actual story of the making of this movie and it was like well fuck there goes our plan what do we do now well we gotta make, make the movie yeah, now make street we just gotta keep on making it otherwise we'll know it was a- 
It was a coup the entire so, time. You, but you're telling me they couldn't get in front of a green screen and get like just a plane in this front is, of a green. This a is green 1994. Screen? This is pre Jurassic Park. There were no green screens back then. Well, I mean there were, but there was what t- about putting <laughs> jets, model jets up on yeah. wires? I mean, come on. Now look at Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah, but when yeah. the director's like giving up his salary so Jean Claude Van Damme can be uh, your A lister, I don't think they had a lot of. I mean, no. there's a 35 million dollar budget. Which so. is the biggest problem yeah. <laughs> when Jean Claude Van Damme is your big A lister, yeah. and the thing. Is at this point in '94, his his heat had gone away. Like, yeah, his his star had already risen, and it was now on the decline. I think he wanted this to be like his Pulp Fiction. Like this is what's going to propel me into the hearts and minds of, of all Americans. He was so wrong. Yeah, I think so. But he was even after the movie came out, and again, you know, it was shot for 35, made over 100 million, or just under 100 million. He was he was pushing for a sequel. Like he was, and he had Kylie Minogue back on, and uh, the director was going to come back. <laughs> he was yeah, afraid. I know. He had to lock her up quick because her she might have been busy. <laughs> her calendar was Aww. fairly open. Um, She's very pretty. But there, there was almost <laughs> came back for some Doctor Who. <laughs> there was almost a Street Fighter Two, and by Street Fighter Two, I mean a film of Street Fighter Two that was based on the video game Street Fighter Two. So I know it's confusing, but there was almost another movie, and uh-huh. I, I kind of would have liked to have seen that. What movie. would you have liked to have seen in that? Maybe some fucking street, street fighting <laughs> <laughs> and people fighting on them. Yeah, maybe, maybe a tournament. You'd have gotten some stupid like director, some auteur who's like just way too literal with it. And it's Paul like Thomas Anderson. Actual streets fighting each other. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like, uh, Soho versus Preston. So, uh, so oh is there anything else that we want to say about this story before we get on to like the usual? Uh no. No? no. Just There's no. nothing else. We're just going to gloss over like the weird fight at the end where Bison gets thrown into a bunch of TV screens or whatever. Yeah. And then his suit his <laughs> resuscitates, suit resuscitates him. him. Hey, if you got a bunch of, you got billions around and you're, you're holding the world ransom for another 20 billion, you uh-huh. know, what's, how much is a, a suit that resuscitates you cost? How about the fact that like Zangief had no idea he was working for the bad guy? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> at the end. <laughs> He has. What? Uh, let me see if I can find this. Oh. He's got a skull on his costume. Like, <laughs> he actually has one of my favorite uh, uh, he, he's lines. He's fighting against. Oh, death. Where he's like where he tells where he says, "Turn it off." Quick, change, change the channel. The channel. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a, a runaway truck coming barreling down a hill. It's got explosives in it, and uh, they're watching it on a monitor. And they realize that the truck is headed towards the tent or the building that they're in. And Sankeep says, quick, change the channel. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I'm sh- a a 12-year-old Joel Burnson laughed Yeah, it, it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> You're rooting for the truck. So if they were to make a sequel for this, Joel, what, what do you think? What would you like to see? Other than street fights, what would you like to see Like well, as far as story-wise? Well, let's t- – let's, I, know, I know this was Jean-Claude – I can't even say his name. Jean-Claude Van Damme's like passion project. But you got to get rid of him. You can't have the American – He's got he's got an American flag on his arm, but he sounds yeah un American. He, he, sound, he sounds awful horrible because no, no, he has no, an no, accent. No, but, but, That's racist. But you're it? right in a way. You're right. You don't cast uh, you don't cast somebody. You don't cast like a, a, a guy who speaks like just heavy heavy Spanish accent. Yeah. You don't cast him as Batman. You get Channing Tatum. <laughs> No, you don't get Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting a head nod from Lauren over <laughs> here. The one girl Batman? in the studio. Oh no, no, gosh. no! To play, to play Guile. Oh, to play Street Guile. Oh, no! I absolutely agree. Yeah, I, I, I like, think let's that, get George Clooney back I think for Bruce be, Wayne. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. I think no. I think he would be great as 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 Guile. Yeah. If you want to go that let's route, let's take it down. Let's let's get everybody out of this world war and uh, let's let's bring it back to the the tournament, the underground tournament that could have been really cool. You know, they brought Charlie back in the the <laughs> Legend of Chun Li. Oh, the the actor? The, no, or no, the whole the character? character? No, because it was. Uh, 
Oh God, what was his name? He was in American Pie. He was like the the, the pie fucker. No, not the pie. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, like the jock, the Stickler, jockey kid Stickler. who went on to do uh, rollerball or whatever. What was his name? Stickler. Stifler. Not Stifler, no. Or Stifler. It wasn't Sean, Sean Patrick Flannery. Flannery. <laughs> Sean William <laughs> Scott. Sean William Scott. No, it was the, the guy who was, he went on to do the movie Rollerball. He was like the sensitive jock character. Nobody remembers. Mm-mm. All right, good job. Uh, <laughs> so it was such a memorable movie. <laughs> he, well, he was Charlie in The Legend of Chun-Li. Wow. Uh, but, but was he Charlie or was he Blanca? No, he was Charlie. He was Well, how did they work that out? His name was Charlie. Oh. <laughs> it's not it's not okay. First of all, it's not a direct sequel. Like Legend of Chun-Li is not in any way oh. uh connected other than in name. It's not connected to the Street Fighter movie. Like um I thought they were doing what they did with the X-Men and it's like this no. is all the same universe. We're no. just going to tell a side story. No, Th- they not probably at all. did themselves a favor there. Yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't it the same actress though? No, it was Kristen Kruick. Oh, from Played Smallville. Chun-Li. Yeah, uh, I'm about We're, to say it would probably be too, too, you know, too much time. Yeah, because she's like 40 she, years she old. She wouldn't now. be able to yeah. do it. Ming Ming, Ming Na, Na was yeah. uh, was Chun Li, who was she also was the doing voice. ER about that time. Well, she that, and she did the voice of uh, Doctor Aki um, in the Final Fantasy movie. Oh, I'm Aki, sorry. Yeah, and she was Mulan. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, okay, if you were to make Street Fighter movie remake, yeah. who do you cast in it? Other than Channing Tatum. Let's <laughs> yeah. So Channing Tatum is going to be Guile. Um, uh, too bad Brandon Lee's dead. He'd make oh, a great Ryu. Yeah, yeah, he would. He what would make a great know? like so many things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I really got to cast twelve people. I didn't no, no, not, no. Just give me, just give me. Just, you know, your, your 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 Ken and Ryu and Guile. And well, I think Blanca, you gotta you gotta have him be CG. Like, there's no reason you should have I a agree. guy in makeup. I absolutely. First agree of all, you. that guy was like the smallest actor. And, He's like, Andy Circus is Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the little dots, your little stop yes. motion. He can emote through yeah. those tennis balls oh, yeah. on oh, yeah. his face. Just recycle some of those King Kong animations. <laughs> yeah, oh, you probably could. You could. You, you probably yeah. could. Just make him spin around and will a... finally be good for something. <laughs> oh, I kind of, unfair. I kind of, other no, than the fact that it was, was like four right. hours long, I kind of enjoyed most the, of it. The second half is pretty good. Yeah. I got tired the, of the, bugs. You mean the part that's like the old King Kong the movie? The actual King Kong? Right. Yeah. yeah. Instead, Instead of, of just uh, Adrian when, when they're doing crying. Like, <laughs> Cirque du Soleil on the ice in Central Park. Pretty good. All right. All right. Um, Mila Kunis is Chun-Li. <laughs> really? Didn't we cast Mila Kunis? As uh, she's else? my go-to. We just always go with her? Okay. Yeah. No, all I'm trying to think Shut of like up, tiny Meg. Asian actresses. Well, you've got Kelly Who. Oh. Kelly Who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. was uh, She was Lady Deathstrike in yep. X-Men 2. That she could be work. Getting a little bit old now for that? Aren't you getting a little old? <laughs> <laughs> no, clearly I'm not. That's what we've been harping on. <laughs> Have you seen Kelly Who? What, recently? Yeah. Uh, I guess not. Then I think you should probably keep your fucking mouth <laughs> shut. <laughs> shut the fuck up, John. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Who would I cast? Who would you cast as Chun-Li? Oh. Or uh, anybody, really. Or uh, anyone. Yeah, do you have any ideas? No, no, I really don't. I mean, I I would think it would be interesting to see a sequel. Um, but no, I have no idea who I would cast. Yeah. I'm totally okay with the idea of going with unknowns. People that, you know, fit the role as far as their, you know, their talents, their abilities, or maybe even their look. I mean, it's... Let, let's face it; they don't have to be Oscar-winning actors. They True. they can they can just fit the part. We can, we can get you know people like Ray Park who are just great at martial arts. There you mm-hmm. go. They don't he could be Vega. Yeah, and and they he just, could be Vega. He'd be a good Vega. Can yeah, you read your lines. The, can see, you do the fight sequence for the sake great. of for the sake of our podcast, John? We come up with actual actors <laughs> because it's fun for the listeners <laughs> and not just like. 
It could be anybody. It could be an unknown. Um, what about uh, Zhang Ziyi? Zhang Ziyi? Zhang Oh, from yeah, Crouching from, Tiger. Uh, Crouch that's, Tiger. Oh, my God. That's a great that's idea. Who, that's who Lauren just brought up on her, yes. on her phone. Okay, there you go. Did you just like look up Japanese movies? No, she had her in mind the entire time. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Poor yeah. Lauren. She has to pantomime. Yeah, she She's would, the one she person. Good. No, you can speak up. You don't have to like be silent about it. No, women should be seen, not heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's do. Uh, I'd like to see a Hurley from Lost as E Honda. I know <laughs> that'd be awesome. I know we're taking some liberties here because oh, he doesn't quite wow. fit. However, you don't want to put Mike Myers in a fat suit. I was going to yes. either go him or Jack Black. I could see either in the role. It, it depends on what kind of twist you want to take on the character. Oh, but I'm thinking Hurley. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? You could probably take the entire cast of Lost and turn them into and Street, Street, Street Fighter characters. Street Fighter characters. Yes, that's Sawyer, what happened. Sawyer at the could end. be Ken. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't dead. <laughs> they they, they weren't. They were moving on to the next tournament <laughs> <laughs> of this existence. Oh, that's wow. been a better yeah. ending. Yeah, you get uh, what's his name who plays Jack. He could be. Uh, he could be we gotta go Ryu back. Or Guile, or <laughs> he could probably. Yeah, he could probably be either. Uh, Ken, you really need like a, be like a pretty boy. It'd be Sawyer. <gasps> Yes. Yeah, Sawyer would be Ken. And then I guess Ken or Kate has to be Chun-Li. Or no, she could be Cammy. No, no, no. You had the Asian chick that lived right, on the I know, but now we're on the mm-hmm. Lost theme. And yes, and her husband a... her husband could be Ryu. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. a great idea. Let's get J.J. Abrams on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> J.J. <laughs> Dynamite! <laughs> it's like printing money. We, we we got a plan. It can't fail. So one of one of the things that came out of the Street Fighter movie, which you would have thought would have been a no brainer, would have been fantastic, was the movie video game adaptation. <laughs> which and is it was, is this the first video game that's been based on a movie that was, that was based, based on, on a video, video game? game. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a horrible idea. That's right. They did do that. Only. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, and it was geez. it was really bad. You would think a company that had already kind of. They've perfected and mastered the fighting uh, style. They would have. This would have been easy. Well, they this just was replaced no, their their actual sprites with the movie sprites that they did. I mean, they put uh, they put oh, the best part was that they put Kylie Minogue in like the actual full cami gear. Yeah, it was. It was like, oh my god, that's hot. Uh, but it played out a little. They tried to make it play out too much like a Mortal Kombat game instead of like Street Fighter, and well, that was it, it. Was like Pit Fighter, wasn't yes, it? Yes, very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah. Where they just photographed people. Oh, that was horrible. Frame by frame. It was yeah. really bad. It didn't control at all like Street Fighter uh-huh. did. Well, and I think pro- a lot of that has to go with the look. Is the fact that now you are dealing with like actual photos of humans instead of these kind of cartoonish looking things, and to <laughs> to have somebody jump up, you know, three times their height into the air with a fist in the air probably doesn't work. Why? In real? Why? Look at Scott Pilgrim. Oh, oh, oh well, touche. All right. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we buy it for that film. We could have done that with the with the video game that that Street Fighter. Video. Ooh, well, that'd I be guess... fun, like a comic book style version yeah. of Street Fighter. Of Street Fighter. I'm telling you, where's yeah. JJ's number? Let me look it up on my phone. <laughs> why? Wait, why is JJ Abrams still like? Because he does everything. The... <laughs> that, uh, we're just gonna give all movie franchises I think to JJ Abrams. I think we now. should go like a different route with the Street Fighter movie. We should <laughs> we should give it to uh, to what's his name who did uh, Pi. Oh, 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 Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aronofsky. I agree. Aronofsky's Street Fighter, yes. the movie. Nobody would ever fight. I forgot to say, it'd just be a bunch of like really psychedelic sequences, and you're like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Yes. With a really crazy <laughs> soundtrack. It'd break out uh-huh. into dance. Oh, yeah. Yes. But it would be memorable. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Okay, no, so the, <laughs> I really, <laughs> Where I, really do you go? Can't, I can't think of anything else really to say about the movie, but uh, well, as, let's, as far as the what 
No, I was going to say, if we're not going to talk about the movie, let's talk about the game. Since okay. This is a, a, oh. an 8-Bit Gladiators episode Oh, that's right, because well. that's where I was going with it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Within those couple of years after its release, like, it totally revitalized uh, arcades and people were showing up. I remember, do you remember this? Like, going to an arcade and having to wait in line. Put your quarters on the... The little method yep. is you take your quarter out oh, and it was, yeah. it was a gentleman's agreement. Yep. That was specific. That was broken. I, I, that's that's my row right there. Those are my quarters. That's my stack. Um, so I remember several times, like going into the. It depended on which arcade you went to. Like there was the nice arcade on the nice part of town, and you put your quarters down. You kind of look away and still expected to be there. And of course, everybody respected. No, no, that guy had his quarter next. He's up next. Um, I went to an arcade in the bad part of town in the dirt mall. <laughs> uh, put my quarter down. Was up next, and uh, then got mugged. No, 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 no. <laughs> Although Lost were, a kidney. Put my quarter down, <laughs> turned away to look uh, maybe at the at the Mortal Kombat game across the way, uh, and went back, and quarter was gone. And everybody, there were like six guys that are all looking at the game, just stone-faced. And like I'm, I, I almost wanted to say something like, hey, hey, guys, but uh, then they would have just kicked my ass. <laughs> so um, that was a hard lesson to learn. But um, many a quarter was spent by, by did you, did you a young Joel then? Burnson. Uh, no, I just had to sheepishly walk away. That was like my one. I wasn't going to risk it again, get my ass kicked virtually and in real. Yeah, it's, yeah that's, uh, that's a game of Ms. Pac-Man I gave up just then. Uh, so when you played, who did you play as? Uh, my guy, you know what? And, and that's the other thing. You could tell the uh, uh, experience level based on what character everybody picks. So like the beginners, they weren't for Blanca. Or they went for E-Honda. Because all you had to do was like mash buttons. Mm-hmm. And you would either you know, do the electricity if you were uh, uh, Blanca, or you would do the many hand slap and you, you really had to uh, And even Chun-Li to that to degree that. did yeah. the kick. That's right. Yeah, she did the yeah. kick. So, yeah. the, so the beginners went there. Uh, so I probably started off there. And then you graduate to a Ryu or a Ken because now you're like tossing fireballs. You're doing the Hadouken up in the air. There's some like you know, little half circle moves and you got to hit the buttons in the right combination. Mm-hmm. And then when you're really good, you graduate to Guile. And Guile... Was un. I got to a point where I was unbeatable. I, mm-hmm. I was. I. I had a. Uh, my crown probably went a couple of years before I was beaten with that character, because there was an answer for every move. You kind of sit there and you crouch in the corner, and so you're always blocking. Mm-hmm. And if somebody like tries to jump at you, the boom, kick. spin kick. The spin kick. If somebody's gonna play on the other side of the screen, you just shoot sonic booms at him all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he had like a long reach when he did that little little double kick sweep. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd go around once, and then the second one was always a hair longer than the first one. Yeah. So people think they were safe, and then boom, they're tripped up. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got pretty good at Guile. And then if you're really super fucking good, which <laughs> I never got to this level, there was a Zangief. I remember playing one guy who was Zangief, and I, 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 he, j- he just pulverized everybody. He was doing that spinning screwdriver, pile driver, whatever I'd say, it was I'd say, honestly, if you're really good at that game, uh, Dalsum is the character that you show off with. Yeah, but he's, he's also slow. a beginner guy, Everything too. Everything is slow. I don't know. I wouldn't put him down as a beginner guy because he's really not that simple but to he's get got, a hold of. He, he, you're right. I see what you're saying. But he's got the reach. Like you could j- kind of just stand there in the corner and kick somebody. But if they once you've once you've committed to a move with Dalsum, you're stuck doing it. That's right. Uh, and it takes a, it takes a bit. His animations are pretty slow. Good call. What about you guys? Who do you play as? Uh, uh, I was usually Ken or Ryu, uh, mm-hmm. all depending upon what which version. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the Champion Edition versus. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, pl- played a lot of um, Sagat. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, uh, a little bit of Cami uh, and some Guile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds I, like we're talking about recipes here. <laughs> <laughs> a dash of Guile yeah. and a sprinkling of Cami. 
I, I'd probably have to say Ken and Ryu. Um, yep. and, and, you know, the interesting thing I was thinking the whole time we were describing this this hierarchy is how that this has always existed with every single, uh, you know, one-on-one fighter game that's ever been. It, it, you know, whether it's Street Fighter, whether it's Mortal Kombat, or the Tekken franchise, uh, DOA. I mean, there's all these characters that, and I guess it's part of, you know, how they bring this game together where, you know, there's there's a character that is just the button masher. All you got to do is you got to you got to press these buttons all over and over again. Yep. You might be able to win a match. Like Mortal Kombat, I I started out playing as like Scorpion and, uh. and Sub Zero because I mean you could be really cheap with those guys. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you could do that thing where you you come out of one side of the screen and come in the other. Yeah, Who was that was that Sub Zero who did that? Raiden. That was yeah. No, that was Raiden. Well, it ended Scorpion. up being eventually like you know in some of the later later games of the franchise that I think uh, Scorpion could do that too. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, and you know <laughs> that was always a bitch move. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know I. I just I just think that's interesting, and I, and the more I think about it, the more I think it's you know it's got to be by design. It's like you got to get the got to get people into the game that don't know how to play it, and yep. then they can like you know graduate to different levels of of skill and talent. And, and that's what I think the genius of that game was. It really was like play tested within an inch of its life. Like they, it wasn't just oh any given Sunday anybody could win, and if you have a quarter, it was like no, you had to have skill. You had to learn how to block. This is the first fighting game where like they worked blocking in that I can recall. As, as part of the strategy. Usually it was just like whoever got up to the other guy first and could hit the buttons fast enough was going to win. Mm-hmm. And this one, you know, was like strategy involved. Um, and it really created this this culture of, uh, yes, uh, Lauren has a question in the back of the room. Well, I was just going to say, um, you were talking about how you use the cheap characters first. Right. And when I first started playing Street Fighter um, on the Super Nintendo, I was E Honda and yeah. my cousins and brother and I figured out this really cool trick where you could start the round, turn the TV off, mash the buttons for the, for the fast hands <laughs> yeah. for nine. We counted to ninety, turn the TV back on, and we had run the run the round. And that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It was a cheap shot. Jay, who did you use? Uh, mostly it was either Blanca or Chun Li, um, but not for the the cheapy stuff. But yeah, I apologize. I like ins- I insulted everybody, but uh, who's now <laughs> saying what their characters were by calling no, them no, out? No, no, no. If no. you use your Honda, you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little, Go ahead, Jay. Bitch. Go ahead, Jay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I used a lot of uh, Vega uh, and Ryu as well. Mm-hmm. So you went villains. <laughs> we, none of us really talked about like when you unlock the the, the villains and stuff. Well, because it wasn't an. an, an and unlock it was the champion edition, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the champion the first... edition already have them open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the, the yeah. original Street Fighter was just the eight that you got to choose from. You didn't, couldn't play right. Balrog. You couldn't play M Bison. Mm-hmm. First of all, can we talk about the names really quick? Because that was something that bothered me in the movie. Um, M Bison. That was never his name. Like M Bison was supposed to be the boxer. The boxer. Because yeah. it was a play on Mike Tyson. Tyson. Yep. M uh-huh. Bison. Um, but they were worried about getting sued. Like I think in Japan, that's how it, it was released. Yep. And Balrog was actually the name of the, the big bad guy at the end, uh-huh. Bison. And I think they were worried about lawsuits, so they changed it at the last minute. But even for the movie, like, what the fuck does that even... What, what, why is this guy named Bison? Like what does like the M bull, stand for? Like a bull. I guess so, but what is M? Mr. M is General Major Master. Bison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> maybe it's this from Mike. Yeah, maybe it's still Mike Bison. Mike still, Bison. Mike Bison. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was silly. They should have changed it back. Uh, you know, but since we're back on the topic of the movie really fast. Sorry. We never, we, well, we never did this. Would, would you recommend this film? Uh, to, like, you know, play a drinking game with? Or, like, to sit down and, like, <laughs> to watch? To actually or watch. Just, you know, nostalgia. 
it's hard to watch it alone. How did you um, feel watching it yesterday? Uh, I, I, I was like you. Like I remember seeing it as a kid, and it was not what I was expecting at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, this is shit. Uh, and that's the only other time I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> so last night watching it again was the only the second time I'd seen the movie. And kind of knowing what I was getting into and trying to, you know, really study it and appreciate it. And again, putting myself in the view of the uh, – or in the mind of the, the script writer. And I was like, all right. They did the best with what they had. Uh-huh. And uh, that third act is actually fairly in- – that's when it all comes together. When you're seeing the characters doing their special moves. And you're like, fuck yes. This is what I paid my $5 for. So you would it recommend it. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get to the bottom. <laughs> if, would, who, would, who would you recommend this movie? If you if you grew up playing Street Fighter and you're going to get off on that sort of thing, it's streaming on Netflix for free right now. So if you're already paying the nine bucks, yeah, check it out. It's like a scant ninety five minutes. Mm-hmm. I have to disagree. Okay, <laughs> I have to disagree. <laughs> who could have seen that coming? I think. Well, no, no. We've, we've seen plenty of things, but I I could not recommend that somebody like. There's really no point. There, even if you are a Street Fighter fan, if you're a Street Fighter fan, watch the animated movie uh, and, yeah. and av- avoid this. Avoid the Legend of Chun Li at all costs. <laughs> Just doesn't do justice as, to the characters. Well, as bad as this is, the Legend of Chun Li is even worse. Oh man, <laughs> where does a Mortal Kombat movie fall? Mortal in? Kombat's way better. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. I really, I, I and, and I'm really surprised. I'm surprised that you put Street Fighter over Mortal Kombat because I think that you know there are a lot of aspects of Mortal Kombat that work way better than Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. The stories on both are very like loose and very sloppy, but the cinematography for Mortal Kombat is a million times better than what we're dealing with on Street Fighter. I just remember it being really dark. It is like dark. It was like a Because Batman they're trying movie. to hide a whole bunch of bad special effects. <laughs> okay, fair well, enough. And, and, you know, on top of that, they, they catered to what it was. They didn't try to make it into something it wasn't by saying, it was like, well, let's go to war. No, there, it's always right. been this battle between the, the, the good and the dark dimension. Uh-huh. And they just they just took it and they ran with it. They they didn't even try to spruce it up too much. They, here, here's the tournament that's in the game. Like, yeah. We're just bringing it to life. Yep. Yep. And if you if you lose, you die. And <laughs> yeah. that's it. And we even had Claymation Goro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> With his forearms. And it was so bad. Back, yeah, I actually went back and watched it a few years ago, and it, it holds up surprisingly well. Well, I, I need to give it another shot, then. You, you yeah. probably should. It's All got right. a great soundtrack to it too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, really Mortal Kombat. Well, not just that, but like you had some great, That's some like great the music credit from, like, sequence, the Orbital yeah, but, Saints and stuff. Oh, yeah. it's, it's some great, some great uh, techno in there, and it was like the Tron legacy of like 1991. Yeah, okay. but yeah. at least we can all agree that Street Fighter Two was a better game than Mortal Kombat. Oh no, we absolutely can oh, agree right. with yes. that. But how about this: Street Fighter Two versus Mortal Kombat Two. Mortal Kombat 2 really came into its own, that suck it second game. They learned the, from the mistakes. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. Like, <laughs> no, no. Street Fighter, because the Street Fighter, if we were going to go Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat 2, oh my God, that's tough. Because Mortal Kombat 2 yeah. was fucking horrible. But the yeah. game, Street Fighter 2 versus Mortal Kombat 2. Was there a Mortal Kombat 2 movie? Yeah. I, Mortal Kombat yeah. Annihilation. Annihilation? Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, Not God. as good as the No, it, it totally fell into the Street Fighter 2 trap where it was yeah. like, instead of it being just a tournament, they're now like on this mission. Uh, what's his name? Not Ryu. It's. Um, yeah, Raiden. Uh, Raiden. No, 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 no. It was, no, it was, no, it was no, the no, white the, guy the, version. The guy, the, 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 oh, the uh, Ryu of this game. L- Luke, Luke Kang. Kang. Oh, Thank, you. A dragon. Thank you, Lauren. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Luke Kang goes on like a mission with Princess Melina or whatever, and they go in these orbs that travel through like the planet. It, it was so convoluted and ridiculous, and it had nothing to do with the fighting at all. Uh, no, it was it was horrible. But the game, 
I think that Mortal Kombat finally came into its own when it came to Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, yeah, but at that point it started to get into because the the they keep having to up the ante as far as how the moves are done. Like in that first Mortal Kombat, it's like, hey, fatality, hit the up button or hit the joystick up twice, and you know, Scorpion pulls off his helmet and shoots a fireball and lights the other guy. But up. you're also talking about technical limitations at the time too. Yeah, but by the time they got to three, it was like half circle, high kick, low kick, center kick. You know, turn around, do the fucking hokey pokey, and I'll, then hit this button to do the. I partially agree with you. I see what you're saying, but I I I also make the argument that the controls by that point got way more intuitive. Everything good. was a lot more smoothly controlled and way better animated. Uh, the the characters were um they they had a gravity to them uh they they felt like there was there was a weight it, everything no. was increased and improved when it came to mortal kombat 3 i still maintain that mortal kombat 3 is probably the best in that series wow was three when they finally uh got away from the like the the video capture yeah people yeah it was okay. it was a little bit I, more I would, yeah but yeah, they also, I would, I would agree with you on that. Then they also introduced the combo system in part three, though. And see, combos I thought, got big in games at that point. I know, but to the detriment of the gameplay, yeah. because now we're devolving back to pre Street Fighter two days, where it's just like the button mashers win. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, that's, maybe that's not why true like because it. it still takes some finesse to pull off the combos because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you just can't keep mashing punch and keep it going. Yeah, yeah. there's a. The, there's a link. There's always a link. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the the link between the kicks and the punches. You know, going from high punch to low kick, and then back to medium punch. Or, well, you, you take know. take Killer Instinct, Jason. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's I love that game. What, yeah. And that's all combos. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing about Killer Instinct is about scoring the best combos to do the most damage. Yeah, it's all about juggling and your opponent. Was, you know, yeah, that that one move that you started your supreme combo or whatever. That if somebody didn't break it. I mean, it <laughs> isn't was, that isn't that something from the Taco Bell menu? <laughs> combo breaker, <laughs> supreme combo, <laughs> supreme combo. <laughs> but it was like you know a fifty hit combo or something. Yeah, and you know if, if you got caught up in that and you didn't do the combo breaker move in time, I mean, it, it, the dude could stop, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. just your player would just I keep love that. beating well, the shit out. And, of and it got to that. the point; it gets to the point with the combos where if you get the opener. And you don't get in the combo isn't broken. There's maybe like two more chances for the other character to hit a breaker at the right time, mm-hmm. because you got to do two more links. But then after that, you kind of do like a two-three button thing and then let go, and your character's hitting for like seventy hits. Yeah, yeah. and it, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It, well, it's ridiculous, but there was something kind of satisfying about it, that in-your-face aspect yeah. to Pulling your opponent. Like <laughs> especially when there you, could, you go, buddy. Oh, <laughs> you're done. Oh, you're, I remember that in the arcades. Like, again, you know, a crowd would be gathered when it was like a really uh, heated battle going on, and if some guy did that combo, I, I, I remember a guy like literally like stepping away from yeah. the controller. I'm oh, just yeah. like, I'm just going to let the game take it from here and <laughs> yeah. kick your ass for the next five seconds. <laughs> Cocky cock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Street Fighter, I think, had the very uh, a very unique distinction where it was one of the first fighting genre or first fighting games in the genre to cross over into other properties. You had Street Fighter versus X Men. That's right. Uh, which then would lead on to Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- did you guys have a lot of experience with the X Men versus Street Fighter or Marvel versus Capcom uh, played, titles? Played a lot of Street Fighter versus X Men. Yeah. 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 Well, now, when the when you did that, because that's when you started bringing in like the tag system, mm-hmm. where it was oh, like, okay, man. now you've got a couple of characters that you can play, right? And it it's almost like instead of having that one life bar, you, have two. you had two different life bars, but 
you could use them whenever you wanted to, but you had to you had to be careful. You had to match it up perfectly. Who did did you stay strictly like Capcom characters, or did you mix it up? Uh, you know, I want to say I mixed it up between like, well, you know, you had certain characters. Of course, the moves kind of mirrored. You know, there was like the Cyclops was like the Ryu, and uh-huh. right. you know, he had all the the Hadoukens and Dragon Punch type moves and things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to say I mixed it up, though. I mean, you know, the, there was, uh, I think, Professor X and Storm. <laughs> you uh, could use Professor yeah. X. Yeah. I, I say, <laughs> uh, uh, and Just rolls over Stop hitting yourself. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was a great game. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I, see, now I'm still like, really? Was Professor X in that? I'm almost Even positive. the worst, you just take his chair away. Yeah. <laughs> he starts do? running people over. <laughs> <laughs> no fair. <laughs> uh, Jay, did you have a lot of experience with the Marvel versus Capcom stuff? Uh, not a lot of it. I mean, I played I played a, a little bit of like Marvel versus Capcom probably three, I think, yeah. whichever yeah. one was on yeah. the on the... PlayStation, like the well, last one. No, that was one two. That Marvel vs. Capcom two? 2. Okay. Yeah. Three okay. is the most recent one. Gonna take it for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that song. <laughs> they did so many, and somewhere in there, there was like a Street Fighter Alpha. I remember yeah, yeah. they really mm-hmm. were milking that cash cow to the point oh, yeah. where they had they had saturated the market and diluted the brand so much that when Street Fighter 3 came out, did anybody ever play Street Fighter 3 when it came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arcades Ooh, were all been dead by then. Yeah. Yeah, when Street Fighter Four came out, I was like, "Where the hell was three? Yeah, it was don't buried. Remember it. it was no, you're it right. Was it was the Duke buried. Nukem of arcade games. Street Fighter <laughs> had they had a Tekken style 3D fighter. Yeah, that they had come yeah. out with too. Oh yeah, it was back on the PS One. They started doing with the Street Fighter franchise what they started doing with like the Star Wars franchise, where like they made. Any, if there was a genre, there was a Street Fighter game for it. Street Fighter RPG. <laughs> well, you laughed, but just recently, Capcom partnered up with uh, with Bandai, and no. they made this game called Project X Zone. We've talked about it yep. in a few podcasts, where yep. they've taken all these different characters and put them together into an RTS RPG kind of thing. <laughs> That's right. And Ken, Ryu, and Chun-Li are in this game. <laughs> the thing is, though, about this, a lot of RTSs... Uh, it, I compare it to something like Ogre Tactics or Final Fantasy Tactics, one of those kinds of games where, you know, you're on a battlefield, it's kind of an isometric kind of thing, and when your enemies engage, you kind of engage in like a little bit of a a combat where it's just kind of a turn-based thing. In this game, when you engage in, in combat... It turns into a fighter. Oh, nice! So you you actually you're pulling off fighting moves and stuff, but you only get like two, three moves that you can pull off. That's a good idea. It plays really well. Really, it's a fantastic title. It's right now. It's just 3ds only. Uh, and Jay, I still have your copy. Uh, <laughs> I, bu- I bought. I liked it so much. I bought Jay a copy for his birthday, and oh. I, s- I still have it. When, when do I get your Wii U? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Two for it's me, not on for the you. Wii U, but I'm glad. No, that no, we, but remember when do you, when do I get? He, yeah, you're we'll, buying games for him. We'll All I want to do is rent your it Wii was U. His birthday. All right. Well, you missed my last one. <laughs> so uh, on a makeup. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, but but no, it's uh, they have used those characters in RPG kind of setting now. Uh, unfortunately, it works, but that's not always the case. That hasn't been the case uh, for a while until they just came out recently with uh, with Street Fighter Four. And That's now great. Marvel versus Capcom 3, mm-hmm. you know, Capcom has kind of gotten back into the mode of, okay, now we've got some quality fighters. Granted, I'm not as good at fighters as I wish I was. It, it takes a lot of investment and mm-hmm. a lot of, and especially, like I said, how complicated the moves are. You can't just as a novice walk in and button mash anymore. No. Um, you, yeah. you've, you've got to come in there with the fucking playbook 
Yeah. You know, almost like a quarterback. You got to have the laminate that shows you like up, up, down, yeah. down, left. No, right, but down. you're right. No, you're you're right about that. I uh, had a I had a roommate that actually used the word train before when when talking about fighter simulation <laughs> games. Oh, you say that, but there was a buddy of mine in high school who enlisted my like you know again like I said when I got so kick ass at guile. He was like, uh, can you teach me how to play Street Fighter? We went to the arcade like on a Friday afternoon when no one was there, and I taught him the basics of blocking. <laughs> yep. And I was like, step one, Padawan. Yeah. L- you must learn how to block. You need to before. eat lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> <laughs> you can well, catch this chicken. <laughs> you can beat Ryu. And that's what he said he did. Like he, you know, with a friend that he was, I think he was really into DOA. And he. It's the second time you brought up DOA. Uh, <laughs> is, that, have, is everybody here familiar with the DOA franchise? Yeah, it's the volleyball, I, beach volleyball. Yeah, I've I've seen yeah. it. Never played it. <laughs> a little bit oh, more than that. It, the beach volleyball that's, didn't come in until like after DOA two. That's the yeah, only part I know that about was it. Way down the line. It was. It that's three D rendered boobs. It, that's all I know about it, DOA. It premiered on the PS one. And the thing that kind of set it apart was the fact that, like, you could affect the size of the women. It's like an exclusive, almost exclusive factor. women fighter game. Yeah. There's like two, mm-hmm. three, four, maybe four dudes in it. Uh, but like, yeah, you could uh, you could affect the jiggle factor oh, no. and like increase the size of women's breasts in and, this game. And they kept increasing that that aspect of the game as that like all the way through DOA three. And I think there's is there a fourth one? Now? There's a fourth one. And and they started like they oh yeah that's right there's a fifth one you're right Lauren just face palmed by the way <laughs> but they stopped doing that they did stop with the with the breast size thing well yeah. but they've they've they still talk about and maybe they've they've kind of stopped this too but they still talk about like the 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 physics engine to the you know extent that it affected the the realism of the female characters I, I still remember that when <laughs> when three was coming out like they they were talking about that like let's, forget about the gameplay and well. The modeling F- focus on the engine. And here's, but, but here's here's Boobs. what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say about that right now, though. DOA is one of those rare kind of situations where there was some misguided effort going into it, where people were really focused on the boob thing. But what you have is a really strong fighter. It's, it, it really is. It's it's tough. I, I it's it's one of the hardest fighter games I think that I've ever come across mm-hmm. because you know games like Mortal Kombat or Tekken. I was really been big into Tekken actually. Um, they um they they took the the whole combat and blocking um aspect of it and they made it really simple. DOA didn't do that. They 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 tried to put that realistic combat situation into it and so you had to think about everything at all times and it was rough. And if you didn't know how to play the game, you could get your ass kicked by any character. Mm-hmm. Well, because it just like with Tekken, you were controlling in three dimensions now, but it was a lot yeah. more smooth than Tekken. It it really it was a very fluid fighter, and yes. it, it it relied a lot on you know that counter system that you had in Tekken too. When yes. someone attacks, you got to be not only as effective at attacking people, but you have to be able to counter what other people are doing to you as well. And then you have the multi tiered aspect of all the levels too where you could bust someone through a wall and take them off of a balcony the the animations were fluid uh the fighting styles were all fluid and just like with every other fighter you know you've got your characters that are a little bit more easily accessible and then as you get better in the game you've got characters that have other specializations that might fit your play style a little bit better uh but again games like this wouldn't have been possible without stuff like street yeah. fighter 2 without street fighter 2 we wouldn't have had super smash brothers that's exactly right. For yeah, better yeah. or worse. You're exactly right. No, that is a great, it's a no. great fighter. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> what are they on, like, like original part, party games? They're yeah. on, like, part eight now or part nine? Like three. I there's. think they're getting ready to do three. <laughs> I 
Uh, four. Yeah, no that way. Was, that was four. Wait, four. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm making a Mario Party. I'm the sorry. first one. The first uh, one came out when? It, it, was that a Super Nintendo game? No, the first one was in '64. In '64, they had one on the. Then Game, they had one on GameCube. GameCube yep. yeah. Oh, did they have one on GameCube? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's right. That was favorite. Melee. It was yeah, uh, Melee. Melee. And then Brawl came out on the Wii U. That was the on Wii. Or on the Wii. Or the Wii. And now the and, new Wii U one. one. Right. Right. And, well, I guess technically it would be five because they're going to come out at the same time with one on the 3DS. But there's the same game, just sort of. Slightly different, it's kind of yeah, a, a little bit different. Uh, and and then you know you've got PlayStation that tried to follow suit with that with their PlayStation All Stars Fighter, which is actually pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Street Fighter Two blazed the trail for mm-hmm. what we know about fighting games. I mean, we've had fighting games since the Atari. You've had boxing. Yeah. You've had combat. You've had those one on one kind of things. Yeah, kung fu. Uh, even even the Karate Kid. On the, right. on the NES, which was horrible. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty awful. You know, you've had fighters where, you know, it, it's just that Street Fighter took it to that next level. It really focused on fine-tuning the controls yeah. and, and giving you that experience and making these characters live and breathe in the world that they've created. They did an excellent job with that. I wish they could have done the same thing with their film. I was going to say, too bad that didn't translate. <laughs> but they, they, still, they still kind of reign supreme as the king of fighters. Uh, even though that's another game called King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I remember like everybody. There was there was a Me Too game for everybody. Remember the dinosaur fighting game, Carnal uh, Primal Rage. Uh, Primal Rage. Rage. I had that Rage. for my uh, my Game Gear. Yeah. And then uh, and then my personal favorite for the Super Nintendo, Clay Fighters. Remember yes. that? It was like stop motion oh, animation. Yeah. There was like a clown, and uh, Lauren's yeah. eyes just lit up over here. I loved that game. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the other characters? Wasn't there like a snowman? Yeah, there was a snowman. Yeah, Mr. Frosty. Snowman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wasn't there like a bunch of balls, like clay balls or something? That's the blob. The blob. <laughs> yeah. I was real good with the blob. <laughs> You're real good with the balls? <laughs> uh, Jay had a, a like a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle tournament fighter. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Uh-huh. So, uh, I don't they, know what ever happened to that one. The, uh, the Ninja like, Turtle uh, like fighter? My actual cartridge, yeah. Like, I don't oh. know what happened to my cartridge of that. Joe. That was, you remember, no, no, not, Joe. <laughs> not Joe. Joe didn't take that one. <laughs> Guess what you're going to get for your birthday next year. <laughs> No, that didn't. Ha- I still, I do have his Final Fantasy strategy guide, but I don't have his. <laughs> I don't have his. He's like, uh huh. I know. <laughs> All you gotta do, I just gotta give it to you next time I see you. Oregon's a long way away. Nah, he'll be in town <laughs> soon. Uh, oh, yeah. d- so everybody, everybody did a fighter though. There's, I mean, Star Wars did a fighter. What? A Tekken style fighter? Yeah. Really? It's uh, called Masters of Terrascasi. Were they using lightsabers? Yeah. Well, the thing is... Well, game it, over then, right? Th- Whoever well, you has a lightsaber so. The wins. lightsabers do a lot of damage, but you could still get around that. You had you had all kinds of characters. You had Luke in there, and you could get Luke in a few different costumes. You had Vader. Can you get Princess uh, Leia? Yes, you can. Sl- yes, you can. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you absolutely can. And you guys are harping on DOA for the boob engine. <laughs> and nothing was better Nothing was better than having uh, Han versus Leia and having a little domestic violence <laughs> going on. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to hop on eBay. You just keep talking. <laughs> you don't have to. Do you have an original PlayStation still? I never had a PlayStation. You never had a PlayStation? No. All right. We'll have to. Uh, do, you, well, do you have a PlayStation 3? I, I've not owned any Sony console. Brother, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Very soon, I'll bring over the PlayStation 3. Thanks, Macho Man. And uh, <laughs> that's Hogan. Brother. That's Hogan. Actually, Hulk Hogan did the brother. Oh, it was the, oh you're right. So I'll bad. bring over the PS3, and I've got, I've got a copy of the game. <laughs> Oh, and nice. we'll play through it. Uh, well, can I get the Wii U first? Oh, my God. You and the, the Wii U. I want to play that fucking Nintendo, uh, the Mario game. Jesus it's been a Christ. year now. You don't understand. No, he's Every lying. Mario it's about game. Pikmin. 
<laughs> I should have never sold that Pikmin 2 cartridge, man. <laughs> is that bucks. expensive? Yeah, this is the one I was telling you about last week, where it's like it went for more on eBay than it did when I bought it brand new. Jesus. Pikmin 2 went for like 65 bucks. Oh, yeah, that's eBay. right. It sold immediately. Well, uh... I don't know what to tell you though, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but but yeah no we'll work out that this isn't for the, this is for the listeners we'll work out the no Wii no U but thing. if we say it on the air then you're beholden to it <laughs> I'm not it's beholden to out anything. there in the ether <laughs> I'll just tell Jeff to take it off the podcast no Jeff <laughs> is, that a, <laughs> is this a binding contract I might want to get out of here Jeff, there's so, a sixer uh, in it for you if so you that was have it my way. this was our thumbs up from Jeff this was our attempt at a crossover between the Apex Gladiators <laughs> and Successful. the Ending Bay and it'll never happen again <laughs> we're never we're never going to do it again I say let's uh, get Lauren in here and get Jizz in. On the uh, the back burner. Did you just call him Jizinski? <laughs> I think so. Jizinski, right? Uh, J- I thought you said Jiz, like J I Z Z. I may have. J- oh, great. Well, <laughs> luckily he's not here. He had to take off because we've gone far too long. Uh, I want to thank you, the listener, for possibly sitting through this mess of a podcast. And uh, that's that's all. So yeah, we talked about we talked about Street Fighter. So if you have any thoughts about Street Fighter the movie, you can go ahead and write us on our Facebook page or just, the video game. Yeah, or, oh my god, or the mm-hmm. video game. Just write us on the Eight Big Gladiators <laughs> Facebook page or the Editing Bay Facebook page. I uh, and again, thank you very much for uh, for listening. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, thank you, John. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Joel. I apologize. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.